This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined here in the studio by David Moore. Uh, Evan Grant is lost. We have no idea where he is. Well, he's lost even when he's here. <laughs> that's true. I like that. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. No, Evan's at the winter meetings out in San Diego. He's on his way there anyway, and he is going to be on with us to uh, talk about the Rangers. But it's just going to be me and you talking about these Cowboys, and I think that's plenty. It's for the best. Yeah, it is for the best. Keep Evan out of that. You know, he, he, he starts saying weird things like, uh, you know, what if they what if they got a Georgia quarterback? <laughs> you know. He doesn't. He doesn't know what he's talking random about. Random input is random. Random is very much the way I describe it. And speaking of random, boy, what a game that was Monday night. Uh, I I I will say this: uh, if that doesn't get Jason Garrett fired, that game nothing will. That that was that was a game they simply had to win for a number of reasons. One, you created all this controversy by going out to the World Series and sitting on the front row right there in front of God and everybody, you know, clapping away. And, uh, and Brad Paisley. And Not with, to be confused with God, but he was, he was right. next to him. That's right. Brad Paisley was right there. And then I love that picture uh, of Jason clapping and Brad Paisley sitting next to him. And Brad's looking like, what are you clapping about? You know? <laughs> what, what is, do you just struck out. What are you doing? <laughs> you just do this all the time. <laughs> Uh, if that doesn't get him fired after that, you know, because I heard people say, you know, to me after I kind of poke fun at that, they said, well, you know, what if they go out and play well? What if they go out and win? Well, they they didn't play well. They didn't win. They go out and blow a game they absolutely had to win, in, in my estimation, because, you know, there are just so many games left, uh, and and they're gonna, and I think we we agree that they're gonna have to win nine games, right? Well, one. I don't know what game you saw last night because I thought they did some good things in all three phases of the team. <laughs> you and I were sitting next to each other. You know, it's on deadline, so we don't get to go down to the, to the locker room, but they're piping in the press conference. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, kind of like, you know, just like it was a... It's background noise. You're listening, but you're also writing, and you're yeah. thinking, okay, what will he say something I can fit in here? Oh, what? and he said in the very first words out of his mouth, when somebody asked him, somebody, the question was, what happened? You know, it's like it's like it was a tornado came through there and the devastation everywhere and people are just crying and moaning and then there's death and devastation and jason garrett said uh, i think we did some good things you know and i mean people sports writers in the, in the press box just busted out laughing you know it's, it's just like oh my gosh stopped everyone down oh you're so jarring. You're really not going to say that after this game. You should be apologizing after a game like that. You should be saying, you know what, this was an embarrassment. Uh, we embarrassed ourselves tonight. 
We came out here, you know, because when the game started, you're watching it, and, you know, and, they, and they're moving the ball right down the field. It, everything's looking really good, right? Sure. And again, uh, real, real quickly, I, I love someone responded on Twitter today. Uh, I thought we did some good things in this war, the French. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was along those lines. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. But uh, no, and look, it, this is what happens with bad teams. The, the the target shifts on who's to blame. And and I know, you know, a lot of people today and, and last night were saying, well, uh, the defense has been really good all year. They picked a horrible time to have their worst game. And, and you know, you got to put blame on them. Well, if you want to blame the defense, fine. It, to me, it's still about they had the opportunity to seize control of the game early, and Dak Prescott in this offense was unable to do it. Uh, no question. You know, anywhere – and look, yes, the defense – allowed Tennessee on the field for way too long, converted 11 of 14 on third down. That's an unbelievable stat. But but if you want to throw the defense under the bus for that, and that's legitimate, give them credit for going out and starting the game in an inspired manner and getting you turnovers on the first oh, two possessions. Absolutely. Now, Dallas should have been up conservatively 13-0, but also realistically and not too much of a stretch, 21-0. Dak Prescott missed a wide open Cole Beasley uh, in the end zone after that first fumble, and then Brett Maher misses a 38 yard field goal. They get the ball right back. Uh, you know they score. They they get the seven points there, but then they have a chance to go down again, second and goal on the six, and and Dak just throws an inexplicable pass into the end zone and has it picked off. So you come away trying to force the ball to Amari Cooper. Yeah, and uh, um, so here here is Dak Prescott who is normally. If, if there's a fault, he's like too risk adverse going, oh, I have my new guy. Let's make something happen here. And he throws into double coverage on second down. Yeah. When you have a 7-0 lead and right. you don't need to. And then and you're on the four-yard line. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were on the four until you lost two, well, that's two right. yards that's on, right. on the Ezekiel Elliott run. Now yeah. you're back on the six. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, that, that's the other thing. And, uh, look, Dak Prescott doesn't throw for enough yards – to where he can afford to turn the ball over. You know, if he's going to start turning the ball over once or twice a game, which is what we've seen in these last two games. Yeah, now he's losses, fumbling the ball. Yeah, he has to throw for 350 yards like every other quarterback in this league. Right. But if you're throwing for 270, 280, and, uh, and you're still persisting with the run game uh, the way Dallas does, you can't have these turnovers. And, no, and there's so, no margin for error. No, and what happened was before, you know, in, in critical junctures of the game, Dak Prescott was making plays to help them win. Now he's making mistakes that lead to losses. Yeah. I, you know, the thing that's uh, – and, uh, and I kind of wanted to try to get to this, you know, uh, in the column last night, although, you know, it was such a disaster. It, it, it seemed like, you know, you know, I'm picking on little stuff now. You know, you go out and get Amari Cooper, right? And, and of course, he scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so it makes an impact right away. I was not expecting him to score a touchdown in his first game. I thought, you know, if he just loosens up the defense a little bit, that'd sure. be good. And, then, and there did seem to be times he, he did a little clear out patterns and go to, goes down yeah. the field and, and uh, guys are coming underneath. I, aesthetically, I thought the passing game looked as good last night as it has all season. Well, absolutely. It, it, it certainly seemed to motivate Alan Hearns, who actually got open yeah. uh, for a touchdown and on a really nice route that he mm-hmm. ran. So those things look good. Where was a deep throw to Amari Cooper? Where 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 did we see him running down the field and and Dax airing it out to him? 
We don't. We didn't see that in that yeah. game. And it's, it's in the, and I don't know how much of that, you know, is is Dak's just simply not making that throw or they're just not calling it. You know, we, we see the same – even with Amari Cooper, we see the same vanilla offense that we, we've seen all along. I thought that, there, as you said, the, the, the pass game did look better. But, you know, their idea of, of really throwing something into the, to the mix was, the, you know, the, the flea flicker from yep. uh, Cole Beasley back to Dak where he almost got Dak killed diving for a ball. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just the, the, the same old problems even with a, a new guy. And I know everybody's going to say, now, see, this was a mistake, you know, trading that first-round pick for Cooper. I do think the Cowboys at 3-5 and five, ha, ha, still have the potential to be an 8-8 eight and eight team. Uh, not that that sounds great, but I think at eight and eight you're going to be picking 13, 14, 15, yeah, you're be somewhere in, the in there. Pack. You're yeah. going to be you're going to be in the middle of the field there, and they would still need to be drafting a wide receiver. You know, now I know people will say they should draft a quarterback, and maybe we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but I still want to talk about a little bit more about just just the play of the team in general. To lose to Tennessee, Tennessee I think had the next to, has the next to worst offense in the league. Uh, Actually, and, one of the few teams to average fewer points than the Cowboys. That's correct. 15.1, I think. They were averaging 15 points 15. a game, yeah. uh, and they scored 28 against the, the Cowboys. Against this team, as you said, I, I, I think I had the long feel- drives. I mean, 15 plays, 80 yards. Oh, absolutely. And again, it, when you're converting every third and eight that you have. Uh, it would be third and eight, happen. third and nine, and they're, and they're coming up with, with yeah. the play. And and that was the thing that was hard to figure in this game because the Cowboys' defense has played very well all year long. And I had it almost felt like to me in that game, you could certainly feel it in the building. When the Cowboys were getting turnovers and uh, early in the game and putting the offense in great position mm-hmm. to, to rack up points and they weren't doing that, you could just feel the buzz leave the building. Mm-hmm. And, and I think – in some ways, it felt like it maybe left the defense as well. They just didn't play well. You know, Jerry Jones said afterwards, they just looked like they were tired, and 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 maybe they were, you know, because the time tired of, after that fifteen day break. <laughs> well, yeah, right. But there was a the, certainly the time of possession was much favored, you know, mm-hmm. Tennessee, especially in the second half. It really yeah. showed up in the second half. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm not I'm not using that as an excuse for them, uh, but uh, I, I at least would feel like, the, as you said, in the defense. They played well all year long, mm-hmm. you know. So for them to have an off game, they had an off game. The offense scored fourteen points. Who's that going to beat? Exactly. You yeah. know. So and 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 not only did it just score fourteen points, it really was. If you take away that that you know the the first quarter and most of the first half when they were you know just handed the ball right down there at, at the goal line, when did they mount anything that made you think they were going to make a big comeback? Yeah. I just I didn't feel it. I didn't see it. I didn't I didn't see you know. It started out Zeke Kellen was running the ball well, and then then it all went away. You know, uh, when did Dak Prescott, you know, have have a big moment running the ball? You yeah. know, uh, I think it, he ran twice on scrambles for eleven yards. No designed run last. No designed run. No zone read. And that was the other thing. Look, look. I at, think Elliott only touched the ball six times after halftime. Was that what it was? And uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was really effective early, and then just disappears. Now well, I know they'll say, well, we didn't, you know, we didn't have that many snaps, and 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 look. Uh, you know, it wasn't just what Prescott and the offense didn't do on capitalizing early when they had opportunities to score. You know, it's still a tie game going into the second half, and the Cowboys only managed 41 yards in offense before they're down 28-14 in the second half. Then they go on that 67-yard drive or whatever, yeah. and Dak's throwing out of the end zone and people are booing in the final two minutes yeah and uh so i mean 
that, look, they weren't competitive in, in the second half. I mean, it was no. still a tie game. It was a tie game until he fumbled, until he lost his fourth, fourth fumble of the season. You know, uh, the funny thing to me about watching the two quarterbacks last night, too, I, I would say that they're very comparable quarterbacks. You they know, are. Athletic guys. Uh, and Dak's had a better season than Mariota overall. Yes, he has. And, 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 and Mariota, is, uh, he's faster than Dak. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as big, but but straight faster. line speed. Yeah, he's yes. he's a fast. He, he may be the fastest quarterback in the league. Yeah, just north south. And and he will really run, and he will take people on too. And which is a little little much. It'd be a little disconcerting to me if and you know if I'm Tennessee, I don't want him doing that. Obviously, but let's let's look at a couple of plays here that that he made to me that made the difference in the game. One, the long pass. Yep. he throws downfield mm-hmm. over the top. Three Cowboys there. Three Cowboys drops a dime. Uh, on uh, I'm trying to remember who that was. The, the wide receiver was. Uh, I don't remember right offhand. Yeah. Well, anyway, he just drops a dime on the guy right into coverage. It's just, it's a perfect pass. He, sh- he shouldn't have thrown it. I don't think you got three guys down there, but he puts it right on him. And then, you know the Cowboys, you know Sean Lee and and uh, a couple of DBs back there, and they and they put a big hit on him. He makes the catch. Great play. Uh, it sets him up for for one of their their touchdowns. And then at the end of the game, on on the zone read option. He's, he's got the ball stuck in uh, uh, the running back's stomach. I mean, it is so far in. I don't know how he got it back out again. Not only that, the way he was angled was on the opposite side of the guys. I mean, it wasn't just like on, on the Deion front Lewis. part. Of yeah. The, yeah, Deion Lewis. It was, it was all stretched all the way across all the way across. torso. It, it, it absolutely side. was. And how Lewis – doesn't go ahead and just take it. Yeah, I don't know, but he pulls it back out because uh, Demarcus Lawrence blows up the play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just obliterates yep. Lewis at that point. But that was right after he, Mariota had taken the ball out and then flips it to the uh, to the wide receiver coming across who runs in for an easy touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a brilliant play. You know, no, I haven't seen that play from the well, Cowboys. pass. Yeah, yeah. You know, coming off that ball. Yeah, I haven't. I have not seen the Cowboys do a little shovel pass coming off of a zone read like that. You know, mm-hmm. to make that work. So those are the two plays to me that kind of set the quarterbacks apart. You know, there wasn't he. You know, Mariota missed a wide open receiver in. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what that was in the first or the second half. Uh, guys, guys standing back there all by himself. Mm-hmm. That was another thing with watching this defense. There were times in that game where there was nobody within. 15 yeah. yards of a receiver, yeah. you know. So there were some some unbelievably uh, big breakdowns uh, defensively mm-hmm. back there. So it was it was just a, a complete and utter meltdown. And, of course, after the game, Jerry was Jerry uh, and said some things were almost indecipherable. Uh, but he did say that, no, I'm not, I'm not firing my coach at midseason. Uh, he didn't say anything about after the season. Um, uh, and he, but he did say this. I thought this was good of him to, to at least be this honest uh, when he was asked about the NFC East race. And he said, um, "We're not playing well enough right now." He goes, e- "Even if we'd won these games, you know that they lost. You know the the mm-hmm. Houston game, the Washington game, games they should have won. Even if we'd won these games, we're not playing well enough right now." And I don't know that when I've seen Jerry be that honest about his team. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that that yeah, that that has to be your concern because. Here's why you think and why I thought that this team had a chance to win 11 games. Because they've got real talent on this team now. And it's kind of spread all over the team. 
You know, before it was always just on the offensive side, and they had Sean Lee and a bunch of guys That's on defense. defense. They've had in eight to ten years. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, real players. You know, Marcus Lawrence is a big time defensive end. You know, mm-hmm. these uh, Jalen Smith is playing. Uh, I, I'm I'm shocked at how well he's playing. He, Not he, last night, but yes, yeah. I, I thought he played really poorly last night. Well, there there were times. Yeah, he blew up some guys, but he missed a lot of tackles and and was out of position a lot of times. I, I thought it was was his worst game last night, but overall for the season, he's played really really. Well. Yes, he has, and and you know they've got Byron Jones moving him to cornerback has been a you know a brilliant move that mm-hmm. he's really played well there. Uh, you know, so they they had they have a lot of good players spread across their defense now, yeah. and of course they already had some really good players on the offense. Now they don't have you know Travis Frederick playing center, uh, and obviously that's had an impact on, on the team as well. And they got Connor Williams, a uh, rookie playing left guard, and that's had an impact as well too. So we we are seeing those. Uh, some some problems that are generated by those things, but all things considered, and especially with the addition of Omari Cooper, uh, which you know I think he made a big impact in that game for a guy playing yeah. his very first Probably game. Did. That was a pretty good impact. Sure, for all that kind Great of talent completely. to go out there and lose twenty eight fourteen to Tennessee, not a good team. Uh, I just think that was an embarrassment. Yeah, well, again, step back and think about that. We're saying that Omari Cooper. Had a really good game. He showed you what you've been missing, and they score 14 points. Right. Which tells you the, the, the state of this offense. And, and it gets back to, look, I, not just us, but I think where everyone greatly overestimated the, the talent level of this offensive line. This offensive line yeah. is not playing good. No. Um, you know, it, it gave up five sacks in the second half of last night's game. In how the much second of that, half. How much of that do you think is, is – uh, Well, Dak was holding on to the ball for a while, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, at that point, he was trying to get something deep, and nothing was coming open, and he was holding on to the ball. Um, but, look, and you know, they, they took away the, the run game, too. And, and um, you know, at the end of last year – um, you know, I was telling people one of my phrases was, well, the, the passing game is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was very evident in the second half of last season. And, and you can tell the Cowboys thought it was, too, based on how they – now, you, you can disagree with the moves they made, but certainly the way they went about the offseason, they felt the passing game was broken as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think now we have to expand that statement to the offense is broken. Oh, yeah. It's not just the passing game. It's the offense. And uh, uh, Elliott's not the impact he was before because they're not doing enough in the passing game to allow him to be an impact. And, 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 it, and it's this offensive line giving him the room to run. Um, it doesn't appear to me that they are. So you're, and, 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 again, it's, you know, it's, it, it's fascinating because for so long – you always had this trope that, well, look, yeah, offenses are great, and but you know J- Jerry puts too much weight on offenses. You still win in this league with like good defense. You know, championship teams have good defense, and they're built to win in the postseason, and and you know a good run game. And the Cowboys at least entered the season with a good defense and a good run game, and it hadn't gotten them anywhere close to where they need to be. The league has changed, and. They have not kept up. No, I think the what the, the league is now the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, with a dynamic young quarterback like that, and the things he can do, uh, and, and that's what is. I, I think that that the scoring average is an all time high in the NFL. I believe, uh, and 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 the Cowboys are at the other end of that spectrum. Yeah, I think also. I think when um, when uh, the, the Rams 
and New Orleans played this weekend. I think it was the latest point of the season where two two teams met where both were averaging over 33 yards, 33 points a game. Yeah, yeah. That You know, so this begs the question now. And New Orleans had 35 in the first half. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, a, that's another team that is the same thing. So at this point, um, I, as I said earlier, I, I think this team could still go 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Not that that means anything. It just means where you're going to end up uh, with, with your first-round pick that you missed. Uh, so with the, with the trade of Amari, for Amari Cooper, I don't have a, I still don't have a problem with that trade. Uh, I, cause I think this, you know, if you change your quarterback, uh, if you draft a quarterback, well, then you're just rebuilding next year. What are the chances that a rookie quarterback comes in and has another season like Dak Prescott had in his rookie season? Yeah. That was a, as Babe Laufenberg has told me on several, several occasions, that was historic. Mm-hmm. You know what he did that rookie season. So even if you made that decision, you're, you're talking about, Let's look at the rookie quarterbacks across the league and how well they've been doing. Well, you know they're they're playing okay. Mm-hmm. You know they're 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 not playing great and they're not playing poorly. It's it's really been kind of a, a mixed bag that that's that the that the top end of it's going to be about you know eight and eight in most cases. Uh, is that really what the Cowboys need to be aiming at? And and I'm I'm convinced that Jerry said will say no to that. I, I'm convinced yeah. that he will stick with his quarterback. And he did say that last night that I'm not making any decisions based on Dak Prescott based on games like this. I believe he came back in today and doubled down and said he's going to give him an extension. Is that right? Yeah, is that right? But that'll go over. A bit. What you're saying now, if if you continue to see that the games that Dak Prescott played against Washington and the one he played Monday night against Tennessee, if those continue for the remainder of the season. With Amari Cooper in place, um, and and with Ezekiel Elliott there, um, you're going to start saying, "Well, okay, let's." Again, you look at the total totality of the work, and look, he he was so good so early, and that should not be dismissed either. You right. should also go back and go, "Okay, well, what did he have around him then that he doesn't have now?" So if we can get back to that, we know he's a guy who can do this. So let's let's see. Um, so it, it, the pendulum's always going to swing on that, but, um, Dak's got to play better over it. Like I said, if, if you're the, if you're the sort of quarterback he is, um, you can't just throw for 240 and 280 with two turnovers a game and expect to win the way this team is built. Right. Uh, you have to throw for 350 and 380 and and be more explosive and 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 do something offensively to offset those turnovers so he's got to be basically error free uh the way things are are built right now and and he's just he's not doing that I mean his strength um we're seeing an erosion in his strength on what his uh, uh what he brings to the team as far as not turning the ball over uh the look the they were they were only down by three points in Washington when he spins out of the end zone trying to like, well, I can't take a safety here, so i got to get out, and he fumbles the ball and gives up a touchdown instead. Then they come back and score a touchdown. So, I mean, they were – and he said last night on that fumble in the second half, he said that, you know what, I'm just – I'm trying to do too much. It was third and 13. I was trying to run and make something happen. I wasn't going to pick up the first. Yeah. So why was I – why was I trying to run there? Why didn't I just dump it or just take the sack and move on? And so, but you know, that's what happens when 
an offense is struggling. You feel, well, I, if I take something on myself here, I, you know, this will be the spark to kind of get us going. Yeah. And, and it leads to more poor decisions. And, uh, and, and I think Dak has uncharacteristically over these last two games made some poor decisions. And uh, if he hadn't made those poor decisions, maybe they're – Five and three now instead of three yeah. and five. Here's what I think is going to have to happen now because I, I'm convinced that uh, you know, you, just knowing Jerry, he's not going to get rid of his quarterback. He likes him. No, you know he's going to keep him, and he's going to think that we've got you know three years invested in him, and uh, and I don't want to start over with another quarterback. I see what these kids. I've seen are him like. do it. I've seen I, him do it. He right. temperamentally leadership aspect of it. He has every single thing we want. Right. From from a from a leadership standpoint, from a guy, uh, except for that vested. throwing thing, yeah, except <laughs> for the throwing. Well, yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, yeah. You see a guy with all the other qualities, but he had success early at such a historic pace that it's hard to dismiss that and go, uh, no, let's put more weight in the last season and a half. And really, he he was pretty good to, for the first half of last season as well. Absolutely. I mean, this decline started with the Atlanta game when they didn't give him any protection. It was eight sacks and and all the way down. It, it's, he's been a different quarterback since then. He has. And I, I will. So here's here's my feeling about Dak. I've you know uh, was amazed by that. Obviously that that rookie season and there's a fourth round draft pick to be able to do all this. And of course you're impressed by all the other things that we talked about with him. Um, I, I don't, I'm, you know, I, I know there are fans out there who are going to say, oh my gosh, he's the worst. You got to get rid of him. You got to move on. You know, my feeling about that is, always is that you, you never get, it's like having a job. You don't get rid of your job until you have another job. Exactly. Until you know, yeah. Yeah. And so, so you have something to move to. Yeah. Like yeah. Make, make sure you got something so. before you give up on that. But I will say this, which is what Kansas City did without, they kept Alex Smith until, okay, and, now we've seen enough of Mahomes. So you know what? Absolutely, Let's, and they and they made it at exactly the right time. They they were able to ease uh, Patrick Mahomes into that and give him a whole year working with, with Andy, and which happened with Alex Smith before in San Francisco with Kaepernick. That's right. That's so let's keep him in place, yeah. and then you know let's do Kaepernick. But it's but you've got to see something in your replacement, which means he has to be on, on the roster to yeah. see. Yeah. It, so uh, and 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 Cooper Rush is not that. Uh, just by the way. So to me, what has to happen here, and the easy thing to do, to, in my estimation, is that what's happening out there, if you look at, at, at successful programs and organizations and what they do, uh, and, I, and I realize this is a different animal, and I'm not trying to compare him in any way, but look at Tom Brady and how quick he gets the ball out. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the, the, the hallmark of the Patriots. You know, when Garoppolo came into games, it was the same way. Yeah. You know, snap the ball, boom, bang, ball's out. You know, uh, you know that was never the case here, especially with Tony Roma, because Tony, you know, liked to move around and look for things and let Dez get open. And, you know, it was like, it was mm-hmm. like watching a schoolyard game, you know, so much with Tony. That's not the kind of quarterback that Dak is. Uh, and I, I believe that they need to be, to be running the kind of routes and having the kind of offense that allows him just to make a quick decision and get rid of the ball. Uh, and as we've, as we've determined in this offense, they don't run the kind of route. They don't run pick routes. They don't run rubs. They don't do things that get receivers open. You're just on your own. You just get on your you get open on your own, and as we know, Dak is not the kind of quarterback who's comfortable throwing a timing route. He's not he's not comfortable throwing it before the guy makes his break. 
Uh, and so he wants to see them open and then throw the ball. Well, that's the part of the problem. He's back there looking around to, to watch somebody get open. They're not getting open, or at least they're not getting open enough. You know, yeah. he, he looks at he looks at you know two guys and they're not open. He doesn't he doesn't have time to see the third guy. Now, the yeah. other side of that is, does he just not trust these receivers and hadn't worked with them long enough? And when that's possible, can he develop that rapport and trust and then make those throws? with someone he trusts and believes can get it done, and, and maybe Amari Cooper is that guy. But he was certainly looking for him last night. He was. and uh, A little too much. But, yeah, but, you know, but that's not going to happen in the second half of this season. That, no. That's something that's going – I mean, you, you'll, you may see it incrementally, but it's just not going to, to hit all at once. So, I mean, it's uh, – um, but, look, I, I still think it comes back to this, this – offensive line is nowhere near what we thought it was going to be. I mean, this was the uh, strength of the team. Everyone uh, acknowledged it as the strength of the team three recent years. Well, and it's you're not you're missing one of the first-round draft picks, but you've got two that are playing, and you got one who would have been a first-round pick uh, yeah. uh, in Lyle Collins. Who's not playing well, Lyle Collins. No, he's not playing know. well. So how much of that was Paul Alexander in the offensive line, and now you know they, they've made the, they made the change on the bye week, and uh, – <clears throat> so we'll see how that happens going down the road. Uh, here's what I want to ask you. So as I said early on, uh, if this game doesn't get Jason Garrett fired, they end up 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and nine, uh, and they're not a playoff team. Um, do you think, if they end up out of the playoffs, do you think that Jerry Jones will fire Jason? Yeah, but I, I thought that going into the season, and, and I've been consistent on that. Uh, I, I just don't think you can – you can have a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back and build a 13-3 and team and then come back on two consecutive years after that and not make the playoffs yeah, not for whatever that. reasons you go. You can't continue to say the culture's in place, we're making progress, this thing's pointed in the right direction. You have erosion. Yeah. Uh, it's just there is no other way uh, to assess it. And so I, I have always thought that if, if this team did not make the playoffs for whatever reason this year, that uh, that, that Jerry and, and Steven would have a long, hard talk and, and say, as much as they don't want to do it, that it's time to move on from Jason Garrett. And uh, uh, there, there's nothing I've seen to this stage of the season that, that would do that. And look, here's the other thing, too. Um, you know, Jerry values – the entertainment aspect yeah. of football. Yes, he does. And, and the franchise. And offense is entertaining. Um, winning games 17-14 is not. Losing games 17-14 certainly is not. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to say, I gave you everything you wanted offensively to see. You told me you could get it done by you know, receiver by committee. You you told me we could go about it this way. You said this. You were going to show more creativity. Where is it? What were the? What did it yield? It didn't yield anything. And and Jerry's going to look around the league and see what New Orleans is doing and the Rams are doing and Minnesota, who has always been, you know, by and large a, a pedestrian other than the uh, other than the far of years. Yeah, yeah, but very defensive or very close to the vest. Um, what Kansas City is doing. Um, you know, and say, why can't we be that? You've been in place this long. Your offense just isn't working or your creativity is not doing it for us. We have to go in a different direction. And he he knows he's going to have to sell fans hope and, and excitement going into next season. And, and going into next season with Jason Garrett, 
and no first-round draft pick is not going to do that. No, and, and you know, I thought going into the season, and I knew that's what you'd say going in as well, and, and uh, you'd have a better feel for that than me. But I, I thought that, well, I could certainly see Jerry saying, well, if there, if, if there were some big injuries, if, if Zeke got hurt or, you know, or Dak got hurt, um, you know, or, or a Travis Frederick kind of thing happening, you know, you could make excuses for them if they were kind of in games and playing well and getting close and, you know, and there had been games when they were close. But I thought that that's why I think that was very telling what Jerry said. Even if we'd won those games, we're not playing well. Yeah. And you got to ask yourself, why are we not playing well? Because there's no excuse for it. You know, there, there's too much talent. Uh, and, you know, people always want to say that about the Cowboys that, oh, you know, they, they, got, they got so much talent. And I didn't, and in the last four or five years, I never believed that. I do believe that now. I believe that there are real players on this team. And what have we talked about over the last four or five years, how they're doing better on the draft. Yeah, absolutely. And they're getting more guys that make sense and fit in there, and they're managing the cap that way. And they have, they can let, uh, you know, an Anthony Hitchens go in free agency and not overpay to keep him because you know you're going to take a Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah, and, and who's and, played and very well. Jalen Smith coming up. And yeah. You saw, so, I mean, it's uh, they've done a better job in the draft now. They have a better personnel base than they had, certainly when Jason took over. But he's been here long enough. To, has he built on that base? And, no. And you haven't seen any forward progress with that if, if this season – unfolds the way the way it has to this point so at the very least what happens is uh scott linehan is out you know we we you know how that always works is that uh with coaches you you're next to last year you get to dump you know all your staff and get in hired did everybody but the coordinators last year they did everybody but the coordinators so so scott got what he wanted right sure you know brought in a new quarterback coach brought in a a new uh you know offensive line coach got all the guys he wanted didn't work, yep. you know, not working. So, mm-hmm. Scott, you're out. At the very least, Scott Linehan is out, uh, which that won't be enough for this fan base. And I, and, no, I, no. And, and, and it's not because it's, this is Jason Garrett's offense. Scott's not running something that he's dying to do. This is this is Jason Garrett's offense. He's the offensive guy, yeah. you know. So, so to me, to me, uh, I, I just don't see – I see the, the possibility of some of the guys on, def- on the defensive side. Chris Richard will be, would be back. You know, Jerry would want to make sure that he was back. Well, at- contracts, yeah, he's going to keep those guys. And that's one thing Jerry's done. I mean, he's you know, contracts are staggered with guys where right. uh, they can release them if they want, but they're still going to be there, so you don't have to start a, a staff from scratch. Right. Uh, and I don't think most most uh, most head coaches that would come in here would, would object to to that. Obviously, you got anybody in mind? um again it's going to be someone the pendulum always swings on these things it's going to be um someone who is much different than jason it's going to be uh, an emotional inspirational guy who's not afraid to get in guys faces i think um you know just like you know jason was different from wade and wade was just like Oh, you guys are adults. Do whatever you want. Right. Well, Jason came in with discipline and going, no, this is the structure. This is the discipline. You're going to do this. You're going to be accountable for this. And there was a, an accountability level that wasn't there before with Wade. But Wade was the reaction to Bill Parcells, right. who had his you know hands all over everything and, and squeezed too tightly sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um, now you're going to have someone who uh, I think is more – um, 
it's more mercurial, certainly, uh, than Jason, more excitable. Uh, and it's going to be someone who, um, you know, is at the forefront of, of offensive football. I mean, you, you hear Lincoln Riley. Uh, certainly he's going to be a name that's going to be discussed and, and you look at. Yeah, I, I know that everybody wants to say that, and, and because Lincoln said, if right not now, him, but that part, but that I, I just think uh, he, you know, he just he just got started being a head coach himself in college football, sure. and and uh, not to say that he doesn't, did, yeah, you know, but he's never, you know, done that, and and I think that's a little difficult, a little much for it to ask, you know. I, I there's no question in my mind that Jerry would love Sean Payton to be the next head coach. Oh, sure. Of, of well, that's who, yeah, and and that's going to be a little expensive now. But he's uh, he's under contracts, coming off another big yeah. seat. I mean, it, it's they may going be in to the be, Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know how you could get. Now, again, th- this is a volatile league, and and uh, the Saints just went through some ownership changes there because of uh, the, the the Benson family, and there's uh, there's some infighting there. So that could create a situation where you know you could see a fracture that that currently you don't see one existing, but. Um, yeah, that that would be the first place he would turn. Uh, yeah, but but if you could get it done, yeah, Lord knows how many draft picks that cost you. Oh yeah, and, and again, you've already given up a one. So yeah. how many more are you gonna? Yeah, I just I don't I don't see that happening. Uh, you know, is John Gruden gonna be available? <laughs> I, I think he would be. Yeah, <laughs> don't know if I'd want that. All right, uh, we gotta, we're going to have to leave now because we're going to have uh, our old pal Evan Grant uh, calling in from uh, lovely San Diego. Uh, where he's there and for have the to talk to Evan is the way to, best way to describe yeah, it, we, I believe. We do have to talk. I think it's in his contract. Um, so, anyway, that's, uh, that's the, the Cowboys post It was uplifting section. It was, really was, wasn't it? You know, I just go from one thing to the next. And, of course, go, talking about the Rangers is not going to be any more happy, <laughs> i got to tell you. Uh, it's just and, then we, and, and college football wasn't any good either. This, this, this whole state, this sports is just – Well, let's talk Mavericks. Mavericks, Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe not. That wasn't good so well either. <laughs> All right. So, for everybody in here, to everybody out there, thanks, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.